guys, welcome to Dark Vale. We're your hosts, John and Tori. Dark Vale is a podcast that discusses the darker side of life. We are not professionals on any of the topics we discuss. We do as much research as we can, and we do try to be as accurate as possible. However, no one is perfect, and neither are we. Because we're discussing the darker side of things, this podcast is best listened to by a mature audience. So sit back and get ready to podcast and chill! Welcome to Dark Vale, and welcome to episode... Number nine. Ooh, nine. My name is Tori. And my name is John. So this week we are doing a little mixture again. We're going to start off with some listener requests. Yes, <clears throat> and we've got a few of them. Uh, the first one we got is from a friend of mine that lives in Calgary. His name is Ryan. Um, he emailed us and said that uh, a good one to, to do would be spontaneous human combustion. Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was a really good idea. And thank you very much, Ryan, for the idea. This is something that I have found very interesting over the years. And uh, I went and uh, researched a bunch of it off of Wiki. So a lot of, well, all the information uh, that I'll be giving you guys today about spontaneous human combustion is from the Wiki page. And... Uh, it just honestly had a lot of the a lot of the best information I could find on it. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's what I will uh, be talking about today with this part. Nice. <clears throat> I think spontaneous human combustion. What I know of it is creepy AF. Yeah, I. And even though I find it interesting, um, I definitely don't know much about it. And reading the wiki about it was really interesting. Um, I was just thinking how weird the name spontaneous human combustion is. Because I was thinking like spontaneous raccoon combustion spontaneous whale combustion <laughs> what if other things had a combustion thing going on or is it is it just called spontaneous human combustion because i don't even know but let's hear about it i don't know <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's it's funny you say that because it's true it it's only ever so it's a phenomenon and it's only ever been recorded or documented in humans but yep. i like i like where you're coming from with that because why why hasn't a, a dog just randomly combusted or a bird flying in the air just poof, little fireball all of a sudden <laughs> <clears throat> okay. so spontaneous human combustion is the concept of the combustion of a living or recently deceased human body without an apparent external source of ignition oh Sorry. No worries. <clears throat> so you're saying that, the, like, because when I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about um, a human that's alive. But you're also saying dead humans 
spontaneously combust as well which makes sense because i guess depending on how you died what's in your body that could happen too but i wasn't thinking about it that way that's interesting yeah and all i really ever knew of it too was it was like somebody that was previously alive not a dead body that spontaneously combusted like somebody was sitting in their chair watching tv and yeah oh yeah that's right yeah exactly yeah because i'm just thinking about like Tommy is delivering newspapers. Boom! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just a little, right? a little mini explosion. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's a lot less violent um, than it sounds like. There's also reported cases and descriptions of the phenomenon appearing in literature with both types having been seen to share some common characteristics in terms of the circumstances and the remains of the victims. Um, science has attempted to investigate and analyze reported instances of spontaneous human combustion and have some hypothesis regarding some potential causes, including the victim's behavior, their alcohol consumption, and potential sources of ignition and how close to the ignition source they could be. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that makes sense, right? That's yeah. gonna gonna play a vital role on whether or not they did just spontaneously combust or did was there some sort of external factor? Yeah, in, in my mind, <clears throat> there's like two, two types. One is... How did that happen? And the other is... Okay, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, they also looked into the behavior of the fire that consumes melted fats. The scientific community leans more leans more to most or all cases of spontaneous human combustion... Um, Involving the, the overlooking of the external sources of ignition. Okay, yeah. So, science believes that this isn't just some strange phenomenon that's happening in pe some random people, right? It's There's an actual ignition source that's got to be there, it's got to be present, and it's just been overlooked. Um, so, this is... Uh, I mean, all of this is out of the wiki, but this is directly... Uh, a clip from the wiki. Uh, spontaneous human combustion refers to the death from a fire originating without an apparent external source of ignition. The fire is believed to start within the body of the victim. This idea and the term spontaneous human combustion were both first proposed in 1746 by Paul Rowley in an article published in the Philo Philosophical Transactions Concerning the Mysterious Death of Count Countess Cornelia Zanghiri Bandy. And my apologies on possible bad pronunciation there. So, spontaneous human combustion uh, garnered some coverage in 1938 in the British Medical Journal... In an article by L.A. Perry from Medical Jurisprudence, 
Um, okay, so uh, published in 1823, it states some commonalities among the recorded case, uh, sorry, the recorded cases of spontaneous human combustion. Um, some of these were the victims were chronic alcoholics. They are usually elderly females. What? Yeah. That's, that's interesting. That is interesting. What? Uh, the body was not burned spontaneously, but some lighted substance had come in contact with it. All right. The hands and feet usually fall off. <laughs> what? Oops. My reaction was laughing. Sorry, guys. I'm not that much of a dick. <laughs> but it's it's shocking. That is shocking. The, I would... the hands and the feet just fall off. What? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, the fire has caused very little damage to combustible things in contact with the body. Okay. Uh, the combustion of the body has left residue of greasy and fetid ashes, fetid ashes. Hmm. Uh, very offensive in odor. Okay. Huh. Those were all things I never knew. And I had had... I had, like, superficially looked into it a time or two before. Yeah. Huh. And I had watched a few shows on it, but I I definitely... The first one was the shocking one. The victims... A lot of the victims were chronic alcoholics. Yeah. I didn't know that at all, that that was a commonality. Elderly females, too. That's very specific. Yeah. And I remember <clears throat> in the show I watched a fairly... Uh, gory uh, oh, i don't yeah. know if gory is the right word but it was um anyway it was a an elderly lady where her it was just ash like her torso was just ash up to maybe a little past her elbows and then the rest of the the hands were fine oh. and from her legs maybe near in the knees down fine hmm and sitting in, like, uh, maybe a really, really old lazy boy or that type yeah. of chair in yeah. her living room. And that's just how she was found. Like that. And so... Hmm. That's every time I Yeah, every time I think about it, I think I remember seeing it was an elderly woman. But I actually never just assumed that it's happening to elder, elder, elderly <laughs> women yeah. the most. Women the most... Um, yeah, so, so they point out specifically that alcoholism is a common theme in early, uh, spontaneous human combustion literacy references in part because some Victorian era physicians and writers believe spontaneous human combustion was the result of alcoholism. Oh, I see. So back in much older times... If they thought if you were an alcoholic, that was going to happen to you. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Like, yikes. that's a side effect of being an alcoholic. You just might spontaneously combust one day. Oh, could you imagine if that was your measurement for if you were an alcoholic? You could be the worst alcoholic and be like, well, I didn't combust, guys. I'm, I don't have a problem. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> um... Uh, so, some of the scientific 
investigation um, was an extensive two-year research project involving 30 historical cases of alleged spontaneous human combustion uh, was conducted in 1984 by science investigator Joe Nickel and forensic Alana... <laughs> Analyst. Analyst. Were you about to say analyst? <laughs> no. Oh. Oh God. <laughs> it's funny though. I'm. I'm glad I didn't say that. But I. Uh, yeah, I was on the verge of pronouncing that wrong, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't think of the right way to say it. Um, yes, <clears throat> analyst. Um, forensic analyst John F. Fisher. Their lengthy two-part report was published in the journal of the <clears throat> International Associ Association of Arson Investigation. Um, so Nickel and Fisher's investigation, which looked at cases in the 18th, 19th, and 20th centuries, showed that the burn bodies were close to plausible sources for the ignition, uh, whether it be candles, lamps, fireplaces, and so on. Uh, such... Such sources were often omitted from published accounts of these incidents, pre presumably to deepen the aura of mystery surrounding an apparently spontaneous death. So it was like dramatizing it basically by leaving out that, uh, well, there was a candle that was burning beside them, but... It's oh. more mysterious when we don't mention the candles, because... Yeah, it's like media hypes the wrong part of an article just for clout, right? Yeah. Like, like 25 died in... I don't know. <laughs> 25 died at sea. But it was more like they all got food poisoning or something, yeah. right? Like there's an, there's an explanation. 25 died mysteriously at sea. But they all ate tainted fish. Yeah. But yeah. that's not as, yeah, as that... interesting as a mystery. How did these 25 die at sea? Yeah. I see. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, the, the investigations also found that there was a correlation between alleged spontaneous human combustion, combustion deaths and the victim's intoxication. Okay. Or other forms of incapacitation, which could conceivably cause them to be careless and unable to respond properly to an accident. Right. So they still got either the alcohol factor or the intoxicated in some form factor in this one too. Yeah. Except at least this one, they're using the alcohol thing not so much as something that's making you extremely flammable. Yeah, it's... You're uh, just so intoxicated, you... You're making bad choices. Yeah, maybe you knocked over a, a lamp or a candle on yourself and you're passed out and then you started up on fire. Because later on in this, there is some actual... Like natural explanations as to why like it, it it we'll get into much better detail as to why the torso burned yeah and not the arms and the legs and and a person didn't just completely go to ash which i didn't know about 
um, a lot of that. It was really interesting to read about it. Um, so, where the destruction of the body was not particularly large, like it wasn't a large portion of their body that was destroyed, a primary source of combust combustible fuel could plausibly have been the victim's clothing or a covering such as a blanket or comforter. However, where the de destruction was extensive, additional fuel sources were involved, such as the chair stuffing, floor coverings, the flooring itself, and stuff like that. The investigators described how such materials helped to retain melted fat. Uh. Gross, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, when I was reading this, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, which caused more of the body to be burned and destroyed, yielding more liquefied fat. In mm -hmm. a cyclic process known as the wick effect or the candle effect. Oh, yes, the human candle effect. Yep. Yeah. Yikes. By our own fat. Oh, man. That is horrifying to I think know. of. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting and yeah. vile. And I don't mean to laugh, but it's... I laugh because it makes me uncomfortable thinking about yeah. it. Ugh. Yeah, not because it's funny to us. Yeah. No. Um, so according to Nickel and Fisher's investigation, nearby objects often remained undamaged because fire tends to burn upward, but burns laterally with some difficulty. The fires in question were relatively small, achieving considerable destruction by the wick effect and relative nearby objects may not have been close enough to catch fire themselves. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not as magical as me thinking of somebody watching the evening news and then BOOM! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm just picturing somebody sitting there watching the evening news and just suddenly exploding. <laughs> um... No, it, there's, it's not, it's not quite the, the mystery phenomenon that it seemed to be when I was a kid. Yeah. And after reading this, it definitely seems a lot more likely that there's just some actual yeah. real explanation for it and people aren't just spontaneously lighting up, which does kind of put my heart at ease a bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, what's it called? Is it Occam's razor? Yep. Basically, the most simple the thing most, is usually whatever. I don't. Yeah, know the most simple explanation is usually the right explanation, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. But like I have said numerous times about numerous things, I like the imagination and the the magic. Uh, well, is. Spontaneous human combustion, magical, no. But the idea that anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what caught my attention when I was young was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. People can just ignite. Oh, so. And <laughs> yeah. 
so I I a hundred percent get what you're saying. It's it's it is the magic and the mystery in it. Not a magic in a good way. Yeah. But it's still the wonder, right? Yeah. That's exactly. the part of it. Yeah. Which we've done a few of these now that are they've been really interesting and fascinating, but there's still that little bit of end disappointment where you lost a little bit of that wonder and magic because it's not the great big mystery you once thought it was. Yeah, exactly. But I feel <clears throat> like there's probably examples of spontaneous human combustion that haven't been explained. Oh yeah. In any way. Yeah, for <clears throat> so. sure. I wouldn't uh, be shocked at all. Um. So. A 2002 study by Angie M. Christensen of the University of Tennessee uh, cremated both healthy and osteoporotic uh, samples of human bones. So it's just bones that had osteoporosis in them. Oh, okay. Um, and compared the resulting color changes and fragmentation. The study found that bones with osteoporosis... Uh, consistently displayed more discoloration and a greater degree of fragmentation than healthy ones. The same study found that when human tissue is burned, the resulting flame produces a small amount of heat, indicating that the fire is unlikely to spread from just burning tissue. <clears throat> so that's why, like, clothing... You yeah. can light clothing on fire and it'll just keep burning or a piece of paper. Yeah. But human tissue, you're, even if you held your finger in a flame... It wouldn't just light on fire. Yeah. You might, if you managed to somehow tolerate the pain and you got it to a point where it did start on fire, that resulting flame isn't going to slowly yeah. burn your whole body, right? Yeah. I've heard, about, <clears throat> I've heard about how hard it is to burn a body... Because I am like a true crime junkie and stuff. And yep. I've heard a lot of stories about how people have like killed someone and mistakenly thought that they could just start a body on fire and get rid of that body. And yep. they just don't burn like that. No, no, not at all. Um, I think there's just too much like moisture <laughs> in the human body. The flesh isn't... Uh... Why are you making, like, weird <laughs> wiggly hands? Moisture? <laughs> Magic fingers, they got moisture in them. We gotta put a video camera in here yeah. and show the things that you... You're you're a, a hand talker, honey. Yeah, they're all over the place. My fingers are always doing a little dance in the air. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, some of the suggested... Sorry, we're not at that part yet. Uh, some hypotheses uh, attempt to explain how spontaneous human combustion might occur without an external flame source, while other hypotheses suggest that incidents that might appear as spontaneous combustion did in fact have an external source of ignition, and that the likelihood of spontaneous human combustion without an external Ignition source is quite low. Uh, Benjamin Radford. Oh, uh, just wait. It's quite low, but never zero? Never zero. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a chance. Yikes. Um, Benjamin Radford 
uh, science writer for the and deputy editor of the science magazine Skeptical Inquirer, casts doubt on the plausibility of spontaneous human combustion. He says, in quotes, if spontaneous human combustion is a real phenomenon and not the result of an elderly or infirm person being too close to a flame source, <clears throat> why doesn't it happen more often? There are 5 billion people in the world. This was in 1987. And yet, we don't see reports of people bursting into flame while walking down the street, attending football games, or sipping a coffee at the local Starbucks. So... Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But just because things don't happen super often doesn't mean they don't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I get, what, I get what they're saying, though, because the least often something happens, right, the least likely it is to really exist, I guess, right? Like, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, some of the natural explanations for this, um, almost all cases of spontaneous human combustion involve a person with low mobility due to advanced age or obesity along with poor health victims show a high likelihood of having died in their sleep or of having been unable to move once they caught fire okay so <clears throat> you know just an accident happens and you're pretty much immobile and you can't get moving um, cigarettes Cigarettes are often seen as a source of fire, as the, you know, you're not, maybe you're falling asleep with a cigarette and drops on your chest. Yeah. Um, think you've put it out and you didn't, you know. Um, so we don't got to worry about starting on fire this way anyway. The obesity is going to get us though, in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so another one is... The Wick effect. Right. Uh, the Wick effect hypothesis suggests that a small external flame source, such as a burning cigarette, chars the clothing of the victim at a location, splitting the skin and releasing subcutaneous fat, which in turn is absorbed into the burned clothing, acting as a wick. So just yeah. like a candle candle wick right it absorbs the melting wax and that keeps the the wick burning so that's what they mean by that um that's gross i know this <laughs> this one gets a little more into the the wick effect and the burning of human fat and yeah yikes <laughs> that's <clears throat> as disgusting to me as my original idea of spontaneous human combustion like that's i guess we have a probable explanation but it's effing disgusting too. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um no, thank you yeah because they're they definitely um the way they talk about it, it it's like wicking in as as if it's candle wax into the way i don't know just yeah. the, thinking about that and thinking about like my my fat under my skin yeah. being uh, a source of ignition to keep me burning. 
That, it's absolutely it's disgusting. Bit, this combustion <clears throat> can continue for as long as the fuel is available. Oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, this hypothesis has been successfully tested with pig tissue and is consistent with evidence recovered from cases in human combustion. The, the human body typically has enough stored energy and fat and other chemical uh, stores to fully combust the human body. Uh, even lean people have several pounds of fat in their tissues. Yeah. So even really skinny fit people can have a wick effect happen to them if this was to, to happen to them. This fat, <clears throat> once heated by the burning clothing, wicks into the clothing much as candle wax is drawn into a lit candle wick providing the fuel needed to keep the wick burning. The protein in the body also burns, but provides less energy than fat, with the water in the body being the main impediment to combustion. However, slow combustion, lasting hours, gives the water time to evaporate slowly in, a, in, a, in, a, <laughs> in an enclosed area, such as a house, this moisture will recondense nearby possibly on windows um who yeah feet don't typically burn because they often have the least fat on them hands also have little fat but may burn if resting on the abdomen which provides all the necessary fat for combustion didn't you say earlier that the feet and the hands are usually missing? Yeah. See, when I was reading this earlier, it said about them falling off like that. And this one said that they don't typically burn. But my guess with that was that because, say you're burning from your torso down to just past your elbows yep. or something like that, and you end up burning right to ash... Then you're... That means the hand's going to fall Yeah, off. that section oh. is just... So they probably found find like a quarter of an arm or an actual entire hand just laying on the floor okay. and a foot or something like that. That makes sense. Because for a second there, I was like, I found a glitch in this matrix. <laughs> yeah. This exists. They're hiding it from us. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> okay, but that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So that is really there's a few other natural explanations they have um those were the ones that i found kind of the most interesting yeah. i mean cigarettes i feel like is the most common thought to somebody being burnt yeah. um in a house alone and the way your body can turn into basically human candle um that yeah. makes sense see that's that, crazy that's as scary as spontaneous human combustion to me so. yeah it's still creepy. I don't like that. So I'm just going to finish off here quick with uh, a couple examples, uh, notable examples of spontaneous human combustion. And I am going to start, I'm just going to do two of the ones that are here, but I am going to do one that uh, is from the 50s and then one that is as recent as 2010. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Which I thought was kind of neat. So, on July 2nd, 1951, 
Mary Reeser, a 67-year-old woman, was found burned to death in her home after her landlady realized that the house's doorknob was unusually warm. The land... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The landlady notified the police, and upon entering the home, they found Reeser's remains completely burned into ash, with only one leg remaining. Oh, yeah. That's, like, more screwed up than if the whole body was gone. Yeah. If there's just, like, a leg remain, Like, that's fucked up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> You're not wrong, though. Up, man. Imagine being a cop in the 50s, and you know nothing about spontaneous uh, combustion. Yeah. And you're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta check. There might be a body in here. We got something burning, blah, you know, whatever. Whatever might be going through their head. And they open the door to find... A pile of ash, maybe in the shape of a body, on a chair, oh. and then just a, a normal fleshy leg yeah, there. The, the rookie cop is puking in the corner. That's yeah. screwed up, man. That, that's making me wonder what the hell is going on in this world. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Evil forces are afoot. Yeah. That, honestly, that is more diabolical and unsettling. Then the whole body was found to be burned up. I don't know, just one leg yeah. left behind. Yeah, and trying to rationalize and reason that in your head, yeah. looking at that. Yeah. Um, the chair she was sitting in was also destroyed. During the investigation, detectives found that research temperature was around 3,500 degrees Holy. Fahrenheit. So that's about uh, 1,930 degrees Celsius. Oh, man. Yeah. Which puzzled the investigators as almost everything else in the room in which Reeser was found remained intact. Reeser took sleeping pills and was also a smoker. So That sounds like a bad combo. Yeah. Uh, a common theory was that she was smoking a cigarette after taking sleeping pills and then fell asleep while still holding the burning cigarette, which could have ignited her gown, ultimately leading to her death. Investigators also found that the fire had burned a socket, which stopped a clock at 2.26 a.m., suggesting that Reeser had died at around that time. Hmm. Yikes. Yeah, so... That is effing hot. I'm sorry, I said the F word a lot. But I didn't know, (laughs) I didn't know a lot about spontaneous human combustion and just like, it's one thing to like, listen to it as a story. It's another to like, put yourself in the place of these people and just imagine how it would feel for that to happen to you or to even be somebody who's trying to investigate or someone that stumbles upon this, like 3,500 degrees Fahrenheit. 1930 degrees celsius yeah that is hot that is hot hot and even like i don't know how many sleeping pills she's taken but yeah i feel like like i have absolutely dozed off holding a cigarette yeah in my fingers and it burns (laughs) down and it burns your fingers yeah as soon as it touches your fingers you wake up yeah like you yeah it's a very quick wake up however i didn't take sleeping pills so maybe it's yeah different that way um so the last example this one happened in december 2010 <clears throat> the death of michael 
Faherty. I don't know how to say that one without... Faherty? Yeah, and I that's how I kept saying it in my head, but I was like, it sounds like Faherty. A 76-year-old man in County Galway, Ireland, mm -hmm. was recorded as spontaneous combustion by the coroner. Ooh. The doc... So, sorry. So I'm just going to say, ooh, so the coroner <clears throat> listed this death as spontaneous human combustion as the cause. Yes. Oh, okay. But the reason being, now this is just oh. a short little one compared to the, the one we did there, but uh, the doctor... Um, Oh, man. Sierran McLaughlin. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I got McLaughlin right, but I don't know about Sierran. Um, so my apologies. Uh, made this statement at the inquiry into the death. This fire was thoroughly investigated, and I'm left with the conclusion that this fits into the category of spontaneous human combustion for which there is no adequate explanation. So where's the rest of that story? <laughs> I know it was actually quite a short one, but <laughs> I feel like they deemed this one spontaneous human combustion because they didn't actually have a proper explanation for how this body started on fire. Yeah, but you know what though? They could have easily said like undetermined or something too, <clears throat> right? But they yeah. they picked spontaneous human combustion. So that makes me think something really screwed up and unexplainable happened to the point where that was the only <coughs> logical me. thing to put at the end of it. Because there are other things you can call a death if you actually don't know. Yeah. So that's crazy to me. So it exists, guys. It exists. <laughs> it is a thing. Yep. Watch out. Yep. It could be you next. But yeah, that was really interesting. I Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, very interesting. A lot of good information on Wiki. Um, I, I like that getting some listener suggestions, um, is gonna make us think about things that we might not have thought about, yeah. learn some stuff that we might not have known, and it, it's sorry. fun. It shows us what, what page other people are on too. Like, yeah vibing on the same kind of uh interests yeah, yeah exactly so that's really neat um that actually took a little bit longer than we thought it was going to which is no problem no but we were gonna have we were gonna put two or three different listener suggestions into this episode so i am going to um do an honorable mention on my mom right now because she's been a really big supporter of yeah yeah she has our podcast and i think her only real um criticism with our podcast is that she wants more people dead <laughs> uh, <laughs> she wants to hear about some blood she isn't happy unless there's a ghost haunting something. Like, I'm yeah. just trying to be funny, but <laughs> my mom has absolutely, um, I feel like my fascination with the darker side, um, in part was, uh, developed because my mother is so 
interests and things like that herself. Yeah. Also, guys, please do not forget to... Check out Little Nerdy. It's a great podcast. Uh, Owen and Michelle do a great job. Yeah. Um, they're releasing a new episode every Tuesday and hitting on topics of uh, a variety of things from video games to anime to... Sci-fi stuff. Yep. Yep. So definitely check them out. They're, they're awesome. One of my absolute favorites. And it's not just because... One's my sister and one's my sister's boyfriend. They, they, they actually do a very interesting podcast. Yes. So, Little Nerdy Tuesdays. Any platform. Yeah. And I think that ends episode nine. Yep. Episode ten is going to be one that may... Start a mini series though, because we will be doing. Dun da da da! I'm not telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Got Anyways, em. episode 10 we have big plans for. So hopefully you see us next week. Um, we come out on Mondays, and next week's is gonna be dark. Yeah. It's gonna be a good one. We're gonna, we're adding a veil. That's how dark it is. I like the way you stared at me like, <laughs> what else What else are you going to say? Because I don't know. <laughs> We're adding a veil. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Next it's... week's a triple veiler, guys. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for joining us for this podcast. Yep. And uh, we hope to have you back here Monday for our number 10. Mm-hmm. Anyway, see meet, you guys next us, Monday. Meet us. <laughs> <laughs> Meet us next Monday for a triple veiler. Check in next Monday for some podcast and chill.